back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Rams Up Roundtable Playoff Edition. Here with our uh, regulars, Ian and Paul. So, hey, guys, we did it, huh? Yeah, it was a great win. Um, and they're at the they're getting ready to go to the dance. Maybe. Yeah, man. I mean, sh- the football gods couldn't have let this Detroit Rams game slip through their fingers. <laughs> it was meant to be. It had to happen. Couldn't have. And uh, shout out to to Carson Wentz preserving the sixth spot. We'll talk about it. Yeah, Carson Wentz for sure. So, uh, so a little pre uh, pre chat there, Paul. You were saying what a difference it makes to have a, a quality backup quarterback. Yeah, you know, I've been saying it since the beginning of the year, man. You got to approach every season like, uh, you know, it's a it's a dynamite season. And this was – think about this. This is actually pretty cool. If you think about if we had a kicker and a backup quarterback, this is a 12-win season. That's just the reality of it. I mean, you're probably right, dude. I mean, at least 11 for that at Green Bay 11, game. Right? At least at the bare minimum, no doubt. But – yeah, but, I mean, where would that have? Where tech, tech, I mean, theoretically, where would that have put us in the in the uh, might have bumped us up one wild card spot or something? Yeah, probably about one spot. Yeah, right. So because you can't be a division winner, right? Yeah, can't. We're not going to. We're not going to beat the 49ers. Yeah, so maybe we beat the Eagles, and they had they had you know a terrible year. So you know, <clears throat> they knew what he was doing. Bring in, uh, bring in Wentz off the bench. He's healthy. Doesn't have any bad habits yet you know that he's developed he's he balled out he had the second highest uh passer rating i think uh to dak over the um it's incredible i mean guys he passed i mean the stats were clean 17 to 24 163 yards you know he took his chances when there i mean think about it the beautiful touchdown pass he threw the puka over the niners number one corner I, i saw you niners twitter and instagram out there talking about it was against our backups hey I think you guys should know your team a little bit better. That was against your top corner and Ward. Shavarius Ward. So was I don't want to hear none of that before the game, too. Yeah, he's not going to break it against us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, there yeah. he goes. And right you know, hey, that was a great. It was it was a classic, you know, two man route slot fade or slant fade where the outside receiver runs a quick slant, the inside slot receiver runs a fade. You know, shimmy, 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 breakdown, try to get the corner guessing, and then run to the sideline and catch the fade route great pass by Carson that's what I mentioned that and then the great two-pointer right the two-two saved to for the win and even Mm -hmm. before all that guys 17 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown the most rushing attempts by a quarterback since the 50s in Rams history dude who saw that coming? Yeah. I didn't. I did not see cars. Yeah. Are you trying? Are you trying to say Wentz is trying out for uh, running back two spot? What are you looking at? <laughs> I think, hey, I, I don't. Think m- Wentz, I don't mind the quarterback sneak in the playoffs with him. Honestly, dude. Yeah, right. Wentz was trying out for a job for next year, just like he's, uh, he sold. He sold Baker Mayfield salary. He was like, hey, I could do this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Can, I can do that. Yeah. And Baker's I mean, gonna get a big raise this year. No after, shoot. And, uh, and real quick, gentlemen, just just the just the point about Baker last year getting his opportunity. Carson likely to probably get an opportunity, even though I'd love yeah. to have him back as a backup. Guys, the dude is a starting quarterback. You can't tell me he's not one of the 32 best possible quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't think the Vikings with O'Connell wouldn't have liked to have Carson Wentz for a majority of the season? You ain't going to tell me the Jets or I'm just blanking on names or the Browns looked out with Flacco, but I'm sure that would have that yeah. would have made sense for them to get um, the Cardinals for a little while when, you know, Murray was hurt and so forth and so forth. I mean, Rams again, waiver wire pickup, find a starting quarterback to save the day. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, and way better just, at the waiver wire quarterbacks than we are yeah. at, at actually picking them before the season starts. Yeah, yeah. But just, but just think of the positive Wentz 
brings to the table, right? So not only did it turn out that yet yeah, a backup quarterback is going to you know uh, become valuable down the stretch, which we saw, but just think about that. The advantage in and and he, this is not the only scenario. How many times have you seen a veteran backup become valuable in you know helping an established quarterback just having like a sounding board, right? And you see that all the time on the sideline. But not only that, but the personality, the character, you know, the guy's 6'5", 240, and with arm talent. Come on, I'll roll the dice with a veteran yeah, the back. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I think he's going to follow the Baker Mayfield route. Um, I think he's going to get a starting gig. But for the remainder of the playoff run, man, he's just a valuable commodity to have in the locker room. His His interview was phenomenal after the game, you know. That's what we're talking about. You know, you know what wins in the playoffs? It's mindset and attitude, right? Yep. The playoffs are about the talent level starts to equalize a little bit more, right? You don't have those dips in talent anymore, yep. right? Everybody there is a, is a quote-unquote a contender. And now the, the attitude, the preparation, everything, uh, the habits that have been created over the season now will come to fruition. And that's what's going to separate uh, the teams from one another. So, yeah, I, I think he's a great addition. Uh, he played a great game. And the physicality that he brought. And what gets lost in, in the summary, Ian, you uh, sort of hinted, hinted at it. Uh, I saw a lot of the posts. I saw a lot of the uh, summaries uh, on YouTube. Nobody was talking about the Rams did not play a very physical first half. Mm-mm. Played a very physical second half. And that's going to yep. be what defines the Rams for the rest of the playoffs. I'll say right now up front to save everybody time. If the Rams, it's the physicality of the Rams, that personality that they bring to the table, that will define them for the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, so let's indeed. get into this game. We got the obvious, right? Let's talk about Stafford going back to Ford Field. <laughs> First, uh, first home playoff game for the for Detroit in in thirty years or whatever it is, and Matthew Stafford gets the start for the Rams, and Jared Goff gets the start for Detroit. So, what do you guys make of this? Go ahead, Ian. Oh God, I mean, what a matchup, man! And look at guys. I was happy that we were able to secure the sixth spot out of seven because in the history of the reformatted one through seven tournament. Seven seed has never won a game. And we were going to play the Dallas Cowboys if we were the seventh seed. Okay. And look at, could we win that game if we had to play it this Sunday or Saturday? I believe so. But the chances were low. Why? Not just because of the seventh seed stat I just shared, but because of the the matchup itself. Rams don't defend mobile, mobile quarterbacks well. Guys, think about every game we've played a mobile quarterback. They've killed us, escaping the pocket, creating with their legs. I mean, it's been bad. We don't defend teams that attack downfield well or a team that has a legit star receiver, CeeDee Lamb. We don't uh, do well against, uh, what's what's the one I want to say, a, a team that pass blocks in the top 10 in rating. Cowboys are one of those teams. So I just thought mobile quarterback, insane receiver, great O-line, and a top 10 defense on top of it, that was just that was going to be a tough battle to win. Could we have done it? Possibly and likely, but the chances are going to be tough. Now in this Detroit matchup, we match up better solely because Goff is not a mobile quarterback. That's literally the reason, at least on the defensive side, I'll speak on first. Look it. We all know when Goff gets rattled, pressure in his face, pressure to throw the ball faster than he wants to, to disrupt the timing and rhythm. He throws interceptions and fumbles. He was our quarterback for four, se- five seasons. We all saw it with our own two eyes for a long, long time. And it's no different this season with the Lions. If they are on rhythm, on time in the passing game, he's going to dice you up, just like how it was with us in L.A. here when he was our quarterback. So that is number one. Can we get home to Jared Goff, disrupt the rhythm of the offense in the passing game? And then can we just man up and play good rush defense? Because, dude... Guys, dudes, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery are the best duo in the NFL. They're filthy. The tape is filthy. Montgomery had over a thousand yards. He had 13 rushing touchdowns. 
Gibbs had significantly less touches and was about 30, 40 yards short of his 1,000-yard rushing season, and he had about nine rushing touchdowns. They're dynamic, thunder and lightning personified, and we got our hands full. But the major factor is Goff is not mobile. He will not outrun Byron Young. He will not outrun Michael Hoyt. And then if we get to him, he's going to make mistakes. So I think that is why this matchup defensively is better than facing the Cowboys at this moment. But we'll get into it more. Yeah, Paul, what are your thoughts? No, I like I like Ian's analysis. You know, I really do. I think when you when you take a look at this, so first of all, shout out to you know Goff. You know, you know, even though he's wearing uh, Lions colors, he's still part of the Ramley. Always will be, right? Um, Forty five hundred yards this season, right? Had a great season. So oh, up, yeah, dude. I mean, crazy numbers. He's. I mean, Paul. I mean, not to cut you off real quick. Now that I have the the stats in front of me or the the stats of their offense because I was looking for it. I had it written down on my uh, notepad here. Apologies. They're the number three overall offense. They're number two in passing yards per game. Mm. Goff is second in passing. Again, he's fourth in touchdown passes with 30. Ninth in passer rating. And then St. Brown and Laporta are top 20 in the whole NFL in terms of, you know, yards and touchdowns. You know, St. Brown being the number three overall receiver in terms of yards and touchdowns. Fifth in rushing, so fifth in points per game. It's it's legit. Anyway, I just want to share that real quick. So yeah, cool. and you're on a fast track in a dome, right? So yeah, you got, yeah, you got to know what you're doing when you show up there, right? Because if you sleep, right, the sun god, you got Oman Ra, right? He's gonna be catching bombs. Dude so, is good, man. Yeah, and that running game, like you said, Gibbs is a home run hitter, right? So the way I look at it is this. Um, we know, we know this, a quarterback, right? You got to make the lines one dimensional. You got to sit on the running game. You got to put it in golf's hands, right? If golf beats us, golf beats us. That's the way you got to do it. You got to put it in his hands, right? What the Rams have been doing well has been playing the run, shut, shut it down. And that's what Raheem Morris likes to do. Right, play the percentages. Put yourself in obvious pass or rush situations. Let your pass rush do the thing, uh, do their thing, and you know that's the way they're going to win it on defense. On offense, Rams got a top. They got to play that game. Keep it away from the Detroit offense. Put points up. Right, fast track works both ways. Right, guys. So that's oh, our boy. Yeah. Right, Optimus Nine looking for you know that duo Cooper Nakua. Right. Plus yeah. we got Demarcus Robinson. Right, WR three, who's playing lights out. So yeah. you got you know you got a dam- dangerous trio there that you know can put up points. The running game is Iron Kyron has gotten going. Um, you know we got our running back too and Carson Wentz whenever we need him, right? So we can pound it down the middle. <laughs> but um, so the Rams, we know on offense are going to take care of business, right? It's you know jo- that Jordan Fuller injury just scares me, but oh, I think God. you know. You know, working Rush East into the mix. Quentin Lake's been been great. Johnny Johnson has been playing, you know, fairly well. So I think the Rams can uh, hold up. But I think that's the game plan, right? Really uh, clamp down on the run the best that you can. Bobby Brown's going to be key in that. Hopefully he's fully healthy for this game and help the Rams do that. Because if Brown can hold down the middle and Kobe – can hold down one end and you can have Donald hold down the other. If those three are on the field at the same time, and then you don't have to put Kobe on the nose, it makes a big difference, right? Saves that energy. No, I agree. Yep. Right. Look much more sizzle for the pass rush. So that's going to make a big deal. Shout out to Michael Hoyt. All right. Uh, six sacks on the season Had a solid season. Um, and, you know, monster zero has just been amazing once again. So the Rams have what it takes on defense to win this game. It's what they do on offense that's going to decide it. They have yeah. to put up points. They and have ball. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. And and that's that's why this game is probably going to be a barn burner. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. It's going to be a shootout. I It just feels like that to me in my gut, in my mind, in my soul, what I've seen on film from both our teams. And luckily, which is why this is a better matchup, too, than facing Dallas, is that they're the 19th overall defense, the um, Detroit Lions. They're not 
horrible all around because they're really good against the run. The film backs it up. Aiden Hutchinson, their two mm-hmm. inside linebackers, Jack Campbell, Alex um, Anzalone, they're really, really good at stopping the run. And it's shocking. They're number two in rush in rushing yards per game given up. They're the second best against the run, everybody. That's pretty shocking. But luckily, <laughs> they're 27th out of 32 against the pass, and they get shredded pretty bad every every so often if a decent quarterback plays them. I mean, guys, in a game where the Vikings were out of it, Nick Mullins, who is a second and or third string quarterback, threw for 360 plus yards and two touchdowns on them this last week 18 game. Dude. So you don't think Matthew Stafford with Puka, with uh, Higby, with Allen, with Cup, with DeMarcus, with Tutu, can't get something close to that production? We better. And it's going to be it's gonna be available. Because look it, I know people like Branch, the rookie at Alabama. He has good moments. Maybe C.J. Gardner-Johnson plays this game, and that will probably help in their favor. But overall, people look lost all the time in the back end on their side. People are just flat out getting beat in man-to-man coverage. They're not playing their match zones as tight as they should be. So we're going to have a chance to light up the damn scoreboard. But, again, can we run the football on a team that's really good against the run? And if we can do that, and Kyron Williams has at least 80 yards rushing, we have an insane chance to win. Guys, we're 7-1 and one when Kyron runs for at least 80 yards on the ground. Dude, that's that's pretty crazy. So... Yes, we're going to get ours through the air for sure, but we're going to need to really, really be balanced because we're going to get ours through the game. Just can we run the ball on a team who's good against a run and can we contain Hutchinson who has 11 and a half sacks? And if that's the case, then we got to hope defense makes a play or two, get a turnover, get the golf because it's, it seems like it's going to be a shootout, but we'll see. Yeah, no doubt. The It's interesting with that. Uh, how the Rams come out, right? The one game they came out and ran something. Was it, I don't know. Was it that second half of that one game? I forgot which game it was like nine run gate runs in a row. Oh, it was, Uh, it was the Cardinal game. The first time out here in LA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then the, uh, and then this last game or, or a couple games ago, they came out and it was nine or 10 passing plays in a row. And so it's, uh, I think, I kind of was thinking about it while you were talking, Ian. McVay loves to obviously take advantage of the other team's weakness, right? Which coach, which which coach, you know, what what coach doesn't? But yeah. but he, it feels like he goes kind of all in against their weakness, and um, I think it's a little bit of a trap to try and say, oh, well, I think we can uh, pass against them better than we can run against them, for example, and then get mm-hmm. pass happy, and then that, that's when yeah. that's when that, we know that's when uh, drive stall, right? Because it's just a, the higher risk factor. So, so I think if he can be disciplined and he's shown that he can this year, unlike the last several years, yeah, be disciplined and establish that run, even when the passing game is there and then really open things up with that play action, you yes. know, watching went back and watched that, uh, this last game, um, against the, with the lions and the Vikings Goff is gotta be the best play action you know, uh, passer, the, the, the fake, the handoff. Mm-hmm. So, and I forgot how good he is. He was great with the Rams, but he's still great at it. He might even got a little bit better. Stafford's excellent too. Don't get yep. me wrong, but boy, Goff is excellent at that fake, uh, the fake handoff on those play. Actions. No, he's got great ball handling for sure, man. I mean, the, the mesh point of, you know, faking the run, whether you do it the old school way where it's, you know, in and out with the ball in your hand, whether it's show ball, switch real quick, and then lead off with your opposite hand and then really sell it, right? Look at the running back for a while. Keep the keep the ball in your hip pocket, so they say, for the fake, and then show it to pass. He's good at that, man. He And that's why our offense was killer back when he was our quarterback when he was making Pro Bowls. But, man, oh, man, I mean, this this game is – this, this is a big historic game, everybody. It's the more and more I think about it, holy cow, this is perfect for Sunday Night Football. And I was hoping it would be that way too. Let's talk about uh, just some of the side the side stories, uh, aside from the Stafford Goff, right? Which is you know football related, but it's also you know there's the backdrop of the 
revenge game for Mick for for golf and you know, all the all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, yeah. but aside from all that kind of thing, the um, did you guys hear that the uh, that one of the big Lions uh, uh, media, it, not Lions official media, but like you know a a kind of a podcast or a blog, they're the ones that started mm-hmm. the uh, Detroit Rams. They're the ones that started that whole movement. They put out a notice. No uh, Lions staffer jerseys allowed in the stadium. Yeah, I saw and that. I'll nonsense. tell you what. Oh my God, they're the backlash. It wasn't just it was backlash from their own fan base. It was yeah. like, oh, this guy, you know, here's the reason when we, we, you know, not only the he held us up for all those years and we love him, but um, he's also the reason. You know, the trade is the reason that we're even doing this right now. So. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I doubt there's gonna. I it, think there's gonna be a lot of Stafford uh, uh, jerseys there with. Um, oh yeah, and they're not gonna buy a Ram Stafford jersey. I mean, that's a, a, going a little too far. I'm sure that I'm sure. Well, shoot, Tom, I'm sure those guys out there, right, Paul? There's there's people that are, don't give a goddamn, and then they'll buy whatever jersey of any old player. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I bet but, you if you ask Calvin Johnson, does he mind seeing number nine in the stands? I don't think he minds at all. Yeah. No, so. so. yeah but, but real was, quick to, to, to that, Tom. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, shoot, it got so so widely spread about that. Detroit Line, I think, is the, the Instagram blog page, whatever, the, the company, the media page. It got so – that post that they had, and there were that Twitter post, Instagram post, whatever, all the posts throughout their pages, got so circulated through the – internet sphere that kelly stafford saw it and felt obligated to comment on the instagram posts talking about how you know hey that's a sad thing to see we don't feel that way i mean hey i know matthew's not on inst- on any social i know he has an instagram but i'm sure his lady miss mrs stafford runs it you bet your ass that he saw that and he'll be ready to go i mean <laughs> yeah hey, i want to talk about that also i mean it's not just the stafford you know getting i I getting motivated. I don't think that'll motivate him that much. I mean, I think they all know the true love that, that Detroit still has for him, but I'll tell you who is might be really pissed off. Um, and not only these players, but the rest of their, their teammates are Puka Nakua and Kobe Turner. These guys are getting hugely snubbed for their offensive and defensive rookies of the year awards. And I, I think that, you know, I, I, hey, look, you want him to see the, you want him to get the award, the chances of either of them getting it. I mean, CJ Stroud, after having that great game in week 18, has probably locked it up. He's a quarterback. You know, they say, oh, it's. I know, but Tom, Tom, Paul, I mean, could we, uh, this is the thing that, so speaking of all these awards that we'll see shortly in the next month on, on the, on, was it the, uh, what, what network is that on? Or what's the, what's the, the hosting ceremony called for the NFL. If you honor the NFL honors, there you go. Couldn't yeah. think of it. It's a popularity contest, just like the Pro Bowl. I mean, we all agree that Ernest Jones should have been a Pro Bowler at linebacker. We all agree that Kevin Dotson should have been a Pro Bowler at guard, right? For the NFC, both those guys at least. And you know, it's a popularity contest. They include the fan votes in, and it feel kind of feels that way for these NFL honors awards, too. It's like Who's a more marketed guy? Who's more popular? Who's the quarterback? We'll give it to those dudes in that pecking order. It's ridiculous. I mean, Kobe Turner has been way better than Jalen Carter. He's been double team more, has more tackles, tackles for loss, sacks. Every stat you want to compare to him and to other defensive players that are not interior or even edge, he's better than all of them. But, of course, it's going to be probably Will Anderson or Carter. Whatever. Wait till, wait, wait till the all pros come out. I really, yeah. I do. Pro Bowl, I don't look at people. It's just crazy. People tend to look at it. It's to me, it is, you know, a lot of popularity. You see the same names every year. Same, but same even thing though, with these awards. Yeah, it's a popularity if, contest, too. Yeah. Among the media. Yeah. Among yeah, the media. It is. it is. And uh, yeah, the quarterback, Scott, all about the quarterback. But anyway, my point was that these guys are going to get snubbed. Everyone knows it. And I think that the Rams team is going to come out and you know, use that as motivation, right? I mean, you get the Stafford snub. Yeah. It's like, come on, give these guys some motivation. They're they're playing with house money. They know it. Everybody so knows know. it. So we need to get a little bit of a little bit of an edge, some bulletin board material going for this Rams team. And we yeah. know what happens with with Stafford turns into dark Stafford when this when when that kind of stuff happens. Man, he is an assassin when he's pissed off. Just like when he gets pissed, you know, he gets uh he gets uh 
uh, he gets hit. He'll get hit in the, you know, and get laid out. And then he gets up and you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, I mean, Tom, so, I mean, Paul, soul, you know, he was a soul snatcher in that 21 playoff yeah, run. Soul snatcher, that's Ooh. right. I mean, I, you if, know, if I think they ain't the game. Whew. Yeah. I think, I think this, the NFL is probably, you know, the head of the NFL is just, the, the brain trust is just grinning from ear to ear. What great storylines all around, you know, shout out to oh, CJ Stroud, phenomenal season, 4,000 yards, took his team to the playoffs, right? What is it? What is it? 23 touchdowns, five interceptions, hundred plus rating. Listen, you know, the kid for a rook, man, just lit it up, man. And great storyline. Texans did the right thing, hired great coach, Ex player D'Amico Ryan did the job, right? That's the way you do it. That's the way you build. Ex Texan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way you do it, right? That's yeah. exactly right. So, you know, great storyline there. Great storyline with Goff having a great season. Great storyline with Optimus Nine uh, coming back and being a leader in what was considered to be, quote unquote, you know, sort of a, a down year. You know, if I'm the Rams, I'm right on the chalkboard. Why wait? I know we circle 24. Why we wait? Let's do it now. Right. Yeah. We got a chance to bring it home in 23. Let's light it up. Let's get hot. Let's get rolling. All we got to do is take it one game at a time. And I think, you know, and I, I think, Ian, you're right. You know, like, listen, all these individual accolades, you know what? That's we that can wait. Let's we got a team, you know, we got a team goal that we can work towards. Right. Listen, we all know who's the D Roy, right? The conductor is the D Roy. Yeah. Right, anybody can make an argument for offensive rookie. You're right, because because Stroud, listen, Stroud's Stroud's a straight baller, man. The kid's fire. Yeah, he's good. Right, so to you know between him and you know we know uh, Puka, right? That's money on money. Greatness, right? Recognizes greatness, and that's all good. Shout out to Puka, broke the two records, right? Receiving and catches, right? Uh, great. Uh, talk about great storyline. Puka and his mom on the sideline doesn't get any better than that. That's Ram football right there, baby. Indeed, right? man. And, and but it's, the, just, oof, it's just crazy, the story man. The storyline that I want Ram Nation to pay attention to, and Ian and Tommy, tell me your thoughts, right? This Ram kicking game is causing <laughs> such agita. So two things. McVay's got to tone it down. You cannot make disparaging comments every 45 seconds about your kicker, especially before they kicked. So you got to tone it down, bud, because you're going to need this guy. Secondly, the Rams' efficiency in the red zone is going to be crucial throughout the playoffs. Why? Because if you're not chiming in on seven, that means you're relying on three from, you know, shaky guy over here. So yeah, from, uh, from uh, yeah, from extra point. Even if yeah. it's from extra point, uh, it's, yeah, eight, really. yeah, it's it's, it's uh, yeah. probably a sixty forty proposition, right? So the Rams' it, efficiency in the red zone is going to be a especially important moving forward. They have to push it in, whether it's on the ground or in the air. Uh, Great seeing Davis Allen out there, right? Even my boy Hopkins is out there, caught two passes, right? So the Rams got to start using their signs in the red zone a a bit more. I've been saying it all year. Uh, Their height, back of the end zone throws, all that stuff. 50-50 balls, things of that nature. Staff in the playoffs does a, a much better job of playing higher efficiency football. Rams on third down have to get a little bit better. But, you know, once again, once they get into the playoffs, they usually jack that up. I think Cooper Cup is going to come to life now. To awake sleeping giant, right? Kid's going to blow up right now. Um, so I think that's going to be a big difference down the stretch as well. You know, um, so for the Rams, you know, that red zone efficiency is going to be a major part of the storyline moving forward. One game, one game at a time. Rams are fairly healthy. If they stay healthy, I, I think they're going to make a lot of noise. I think they had a great chance to do some damage in Detroit. Detroit's a great team. Let me tell you something. Dan Campbell is a coach that a lot of people are not giving credit. The job he has done, okay, this this year can only be described with one word, extraordinary. He's done a great job uh, with that team. If the Rams do not come to play, they're going to get smacked. He's going to have this team. Ready. Oh yeah, he's had I this team prepared all year. I like Campbell a lot, and you know, I've never been a detractor of him. But uh, you know, the experience factor between him and McVeigh. Oh yeah, thing, night and day. And the thing is, yeah. you know, he's a he's one of the CEO 
head coaches, right? He um, he's not calling the offense or defense. Uh, and yeah, I, I just, come on, man, let's just face the facts. Ben Johnson is the superstar over there. And when he leaves, I do have a yeah. feeling that the something similar to what happened with, uh, with the Eagles is going to happen. I just, it, it's not Campbell's fault. There's nothing he can do about it. Mm-hmm. Good on him for finding the right guy and letting him do his thing. But there's a reason why offensive head coaches are a pre at a premium. And it's because if you're not an offensive head coach, that means you got to hire one. And if the guy's crap, then your team's crap. And if he's yeah. good, then he's not going to be there for very long. That's and then you got to start over and it's a lot harder to hire. It's a lot harder to reboot your offensive system than it is to reboot your defensive system. Oh yeah. Way harder. It is. And it so, is. and so, and it's much easier for a defensive coordinator to adjust and play the defense that a team maybe has been doing well at if they had a defensive coordinator. So like if the Rams lose Raheem Morris this year, right, they're going to get another good defensive coordinator. He's going to come in and he's going to do just what Raheem did with Staley. He's going to keep a lot of the things that was, that were successful. And he's going to put a little bit of tweaks on it and the defense will be fine. But if you put a whole new offensive system in for a quarterback and the running, the receivers and the linemen and everything else, I'm sorry. It is way harder. So I give Campbell a lot of credit, but I am not a fan of, I'm, I'm number one is offensive head coaches. Number two are defensive head coaches, and number three are CEO head coaches. I'm not a I'm not a fan of the. Don't CEO tell Dick Vermeil that. Well, he, <laughs> Dick Vermeil was an off. Dick Vermeil was an offensive mind, and he. Oh the, yeah, was who was sitting up there? Was that Mike Martz? That was Mike Martz. Yeah. At the tail end, at the tail end, he he gave way, but that was at the tail end. I'm talking about these guys, these youngsters coming in. And no, uh, I know what you mean. And but you're right, making a career out of it. Well, Tom, think of and Paul, think of Nick Sirianni in the Eagles right now. Yeah. He's CEO head coach, and you don't. I mean, I know you brought yeah. up the Eagles already, but think about how how much of a nosedive they've taken. With exactly, that was the example. They lost yeah. both of their coordinators, yeah. and and it's and it's a it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a completely <laughs> different team, right? And so. And I know they had a lot of turnover on there, but they 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 brought in a lot of good players. Anyway, that's another yeah. topic for another day. But yeah. I feel like that is an advantage. Um, for no, it's important on on that point though, Tom. I mean, look at we this. I respect Dan Campbell for the culture, the grit, the 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 old and the new school of styles kind of blending together. Mm-hmm. Pro player, but still militant in a sense. You know, passionate. Fiery, very Pete Carroll. Fiery, but he's a, but he's, but he's not, he's not a um, disciplinarian kind of a guy, right? He's fiery. Yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah. Still so a, said, he's still a player's yes. coach, so he's it's he's a blend, melded, it's a blend like, of old and new. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. not one of these disciplinarians, you know, the my way or the highway kind of a guy yeah. like McDaniel's was in 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 uh, in with the Raiders and these guys. The yeah. players just hate him. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and to that, that's great. With that mentality comes a lot of ballsy decisions as the head coach. I think back to all the times they've been aggressive on fourth. They've gone plenty. And we're probably going to have to be the same this week. Let's just keep it real with the kicker situation that Paul brought up. (laughs) But luckily, he'll sometimes overdo it. Think about the Cowboy game this last couple weeks. Dude, (laughs) after the the third penalty, just kick the PAT and live for overtime. (laughs) And it was like, no. And what did did he say in this press conference? He was like, I told my team we were going for the win, so we're going to go for the win. And it's like, I respect that mentality, but it just wasn't smart when you've already gotten three penalties to the eight-yard line on a two-point conversion. Well, well, think about it. As a CEO head coach, right, you only get to make five decisions a game. So if you're going to, you're not going to be like, all you know, comfortable with it. You're going to be like, we're punting from our 35. Call the fake. Know. You know, we're, we're yeah. gonna go for two, you know, we're on there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you're, you're, he's, he's, you know, he's a, he's an aggressive guy by nature. And, um, but I do think they're going to, yeah, so we'll- I, I tell you what, if there were a way to bet the fact that a bet on the, the, uh, on the lions trying a fake punt, 
I you could you could win a lot of money. Oh, I expect I expect <laughs> major the Rams special team. You probably do well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I expect the Rams special yeah. team. I expect major trickery, special teams, offense. I expect trick plays in abundance on Sunday. Now, I'm not <laughs> saying there's going to be like gonna... seven of them or something, but I expect at least two or three to be done, whether that's on offense, regular unit, or that's kicking it away on punts. I mean, I I expect it. One. I don't think the one th- the one trick play I don't think we're going to see is Cooper Cup trying to throw a pass to Matthew Stafford. I think I oh, think well, that on one our end, been... yeah, that's not. Happening. I think they ripped that out of the playbook. I think that was ripped out of the playbook. Stafford Stafford deleted it. He went into the uh, yeah, Rams yeah, server and deleted yeah. it. Yep. from the, the... <laughs> scratch that off the play the the laminated play sheet. Just go ahead and get a razor, get that razor blade and and and, and, and you know scratch it off like a scratcher. Yeah, we're, so. we're, talking, we're talking about coaches now yeah. you know now you start to see like all these coaches and after that michigan win all the hubbub is starting now yeah. you know there is a very so first of all raheem morris is getting a job there's no question about it if there if he doesn't get a job they have to have they have to have an investigation i mean right? real quick though on that thought though paul i mean shoot dude defensive coaches their stock is low low I'm and getting you. lower by the day, man. So I don't know if he's going to get one. He deserves yeah. one, but I don't know if he's going to get one. Just I, I, I got to tell you, man, if I was an owner and I was someone like Raheem Morris and bring that guy in, I would definitely bring him in. But you're right. Defensive defensive uh, coordinator stock has been dropping. But I will say this. There's a reason I'm bringing that up. If it does happen, Staley, Staley's coming back because he's going to be ousted soon. I don't know. You know, San Diego's got much more tolerance for him. Staley might be coming back. Hendo might have to wait a little bit. So no, that I mean, would Staley's be... fired, right? I mean, he's fired. Yeah, he's done. Game. Yeah, he's done. So Staley's so Staley might walk right back and say, "Listen, all right, I'll take over and be the number one defense again. It's okay. You twisted my arm, coach." Right. <laughs> the problem so, with Staley is that he had one defensive scheme. He he was the Fangio disciple, and he yeah. couldn't make any adjustments. He he hit it. He was the he was the first ever disciple of Fangio. Brought it to the Rams. They completely committed to it, practicing against it. I mean, it was it was. Hard. They were the first team. They maybe were more Fangio than Fangio, and and so um, and that's really what he did. Now, though, but of course, since then the league has adjusted to it, and yeah. that's why he didn't he didn't he couldn't succeed with a pretty good defensive roster in San Diego. And and, and Tom and Paul. He, I mean, he even didn't have Fangio. the experience to adjust to it. I mean, even Vic Fangio with the Dolphins, their defense hasn't been really good at all. I know they've been really hurt, and that's they're probably going to lose against Kansas City this round one. But even when they were healthy with Chubb and Phillips and Howard, like they weren't that good either, honestly. So I think teams have been catching on to the Fangio style. Even the even the Masters getting got, man. Shoot. Yeah, that that shell. I mean, uh, the, the it's all about of, adjustments in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's all, all about, about adjustments. adjustments. Yeah, it's a yeah. chess game. It's a, it's a pendulum. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't see. I don't see Staley stock being being super high, but I do I do agree with you, Ian, that it's going to take a lot for Raheem to get hired for even for a lot of these defensive guys to get hired. Um, yeah, I mean, I you get D'Amico. D'Amico is the poster child for um, why you should hire someone, and then like the Vrabel firing today was crazy. I mean, even the the owner came out and said, "Yeah, you know, great coach." You know, players love him, but uh, the the NFL is evolving, and uh, we need to get more of a modern coach. That's code for an offensive minded coach. There you go, man. Shoot. What yeah. about Tampa Bay and Bulls? Todd Bulls. Yeah. In a row. Three divisions yeah, he, out of yeah. the row. Yeah, he saved his job by making the playoffs, man. Yeah, man. Good I mean, but he's on. Was... But he's on a short leash too. Let's 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 not act yeah, like he, next year. Yeah, next year, if they don't make the tournament, and the, that he wouldn't get bounced. Let's just keep it real. But you know he's what's another guy. great storyline, which I absolutely love. I went gaga over it, Ram Nation, uh, and I hope you paid attention to it. The con- uh, consultancy with Mike Munchak, right? Oh, How great was yeah. How great would that be? If he if he's on for next year as run game coordinator, assistant head coach, how fun! For, think about that. That's okay. something we've been talking about. That McVeigh, we we've said that perhaps if McVeigh didn't have to take on so much, right, it would really help him, and it helped him, right, when uh when Phillips was there, right, because he didn't have to worry about defense at all. 
right? And yeah. we talked about it also when Bones was there. Special teams was a non-issue, correct? Yeah, yeah. Bringing Munchak in, listen, the guy's got coaching experience, right? The guy's, listen, he's all world as an O-lineman, right? All famous. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Just to have him out there, I, I just love that storyline. I wish they would have. And, and just, listen, once again, no talk about the Rams, about any of this, outside of, like, Ram media, right? Great storyline, but never finds yeah. itself. It's a, it's a consultant and the media never really talks about it. You know, yeah, he's not well, on the, we, we know he's not the beans on, on the it. website. No, he's not. And it, Rob Havenstein recently spilled the beans on what his role is. He comes in every Thursday. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a shut up and listen type of scenario, which is which would be understandable listening to a Hall of Famer who was a great coach, O-line coach, one of the legendary coaches in the, in the modern era. You know, every team he's been coaching online, they've been a top 10 unit. What a shock. Or Houston, uh, Tennessee, Denver. Uh, I forgot the other team that he was coaching on, too. But he comes in on Thursdays. And Bob Hamilton said it's very conversational. It's very chill. It's just picking each other's brains, what he sees, what our own squad of players see, and bouncing off ideas and what he thinks would be a good idea. And kind of a collaboration, not necessarily a – Oh, going through tons and tons of film like a like a traditional positional coach is, mm-hmm. and Havenstein and others they've said it's been freaking fantastic, and what yeah. a shock our unit has been playing really, really well this last latter part of the year and has improved a ton. Hall well, of Famer, give, it's just I'll give Munchak a, a lot of credit, but Ryan Wendell is the full time offensive line coach. Oh yeah, and no, he has done an too. amazing. Right. He's but done it's not taking away from his contribution yeah. at all. No, 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 no. no. Going, into the, playoff, going into the playoff, it, this is the, this is the type of like, you know, if I'm a player, just to have those type of conversations to get me ready, that's like having Andrew Whitworth right there next to you, right? That was the value of Andrew Whitworth, right? Those those conversations, right? Um, and I, I got to tell you, just a great example of that have been the sound bites, the mic'd up sound bites between Puka and Cup all year. Right? If yeah, you know, Ram Nation, if you have time, listen to those sound bites. Those little, those little nuggets, those little jewels that Cooper keeps passing along. Go ask Puka how much of an impact it's had. Right? Oh. When he turned to him, remember that game? He said, he looked at him, he goes, Puka, you're a baller. Right? You're a baller. Yeah. Think about that. That's coming from King Cup. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. that that's what we've been talking about. The personality of this team has made the difference for this season. The personality of this team, the reason they have uh, exceeded expectations, and that's why I say like every season is different. It's like a chemistry experiment. You mix all the ingredients, you don't know what's going to happen, right? And for this team has really done a great job of gelling together as a unit across all fronts. Listen, the weak link we know is the secondary, but that front seven on defense, right, if they stay healthy, they're going to do some damage, right? They're getting hot at the right time. Even D. Johnson with the contribution there, right? As soon as I sent that text message right to you guys, I said, yo, pass rusher's got to come up big. Kid comes up with a strip, man. Right? Who would have thought? I think he's got like all year. I think he's got like two tackles and one of them is a sack. Let's you know, it's awesome. And one force right. So this is what we're talking about. Jonah Williams, the unsung hero, another one on the D line. Right. So yeah, they're deep. They're deep in their front seven for sure. And yeah, I mean Rosemoon's been playing well. A guy that's never had really any play, any run at all. Unfortunately, know, Troy Reader got hurt. Yeah. So I know it's well, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a challenge, gentlemen. This game. I mean. I was talking to uh, another uh, another media member of the Ramley here, Jake Elvogan, who has his own. We've all chatted with him plenty yeah. of times, and I was talking to him after the game on Sunday about just how this game needed to be on Sunday Night Football. It was just too the, – the matchup was just too epic, and how if we were shoved in on a Saturday middle-of-the-day game or the Monday night would have been unfair because of the less rest for the next round. The universe came together. The football god said, nope, prime time for the world to see. And for a team that wasn't supposed to be here, oh, oh man. 
it's it's a great matchup. But I will say the thing that is unfortunate is the referee crew guys is led by Craig uh, Rolstad, who officiated the Pittsburgh Rams game earlier this year where they had the crappy fourth down mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. It's going to be that crew for this Sunday night game. Great. So Rams has got to make sure they play well enough to take the refs out of the BS, which is likely to just occur. That's <laughs> the just refs the are probably good for three points against the Rams. <laughs> And so the Rams are only going to win by seven instead of 10. So McVay can't burn his timeouts because he's going to eat those down flags. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, man. Jeez. Yeah, that the, 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 uh, yeah, I saw that the Rams, the Rams are three and six. Yeah. When this, that when, crew. This, uh, when that crew, when that crew officiates. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe in that. Sometimes you feel like, well, maybe they're aware of it and they're going to like try and make sure that it doesn't, uh, that they don't go, you know, go against that team. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll favor the Rams. They'll kind of a uh, slingshot back the other way. But another, uh, another wrinkle that I think is worth watching is that this thing with Deion, uh, Darion Kendrick, right? Once again, he just got lost out there on that big play uh, to Conley, right? Uh, I'm yeah. not sure what's happening with him, but so they're using Durant uh, on the boundary and bringing Kendrick on third down, and then uh, Kobe jumps down to slot God, and then. Um, Durant that and that might be the smart way to move, you know. That might be no, I don't know, Paul. Man, I mean, depend. So, look, it this is what's been working with it's been Fuller and John Johnson in the back end, like usual. It's been Akello and Kobe on the outside. Because, look, Mm -hmm. I know everyone, I know majority of people feel because of Kobe's stature and his quick area speed that he's better equipped for the star, the slot corner position. But he's just not comfortable there. He's just way more comfortable playing on the outside. And his tape I, shows that. So it's Yukello and him on the outside. And then it's been Quinn Link in the slot star. Yep. And then it's been Russ East in the dime linebacker spot right next to Ernest Jones for you know that six DBs on the field package. Now, with Fuller being out, possibly, and what a damn shame. This is going to be another year in a Week 18 game against the 49ers. He jacks up his ankle and is going to miss playoff games. Who knows? There's a chance, McVay said, but not looking good. So we can scrap that. It'll probably be, you know, Russ going to play in the back end, traditional mm-hmm. safety spot. Hopefully we, you know, we keep Quinn Lake in the star. He needs to stay there. And then hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Did we just go nickel then? Rose Boom and Ernest. But that matchup doesn't favor us if Laporta plays. I mean, it, it, and who knows if he plays or not. But let's just for sake of argument say that he plays Sam Laporta. Let's just say, uh, what's his name? Um. Re, really, re, what's his name? The returner for the Lions was it um number eleven? Gosh, the fast burner dude who's like kind of the slot shifty guy. Relief, oh, Khalif, Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond. Gee, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, let's assume he plays. I know he got banged up. Yeah, you know it, it's going to be tough, man. We're going to have to. It's going to be about the lakes, the Russ yeasts of the world, the uh, you know the the. The Kobe Durant's, them matching yeah, up against, I agree. you know, Josh Reynolds, former Ram, who's a starting receiver. Yeah. I know we let go of him, and he's had a nice year. Um, I'm sure people are still – I know there's still Ram fans out there that are a little pissy that we chose Van Jefferson over him. But, hey, I mean, it is what it is. And and uh, Goff has had a lot of chemistry with Reynolds ever since yeah, he got back to Detroit. Amon Ra, I mean, if, if Amon Ra is not being covered by Akello, I'm going to be – pulling my hair out because he's going to torch he's going to torch every other one of our secondary players it's just reality he's a top three top five productive receiver this year he's been shredding everybody if he can beat our best corner then you just have to live with it that that's how i felt if someone like when we had jalen ramsey if we had ramsey on the opposing team's best pass catcher tight end receiver and he got us when ramsey was on him then you just live with it you can't what are you going to do our best on their best. So it needs to be a Kello on Amon Ra majority of the time. It has to be. We're, we're going to get killed. And then it's, like I said, it's up to the other supporting secondary players to contain the Reynolds, contain Laporta, contain Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a burner as well. So, hey, we got our hands full. And this is playoff football, though, man. It's going to be perfect. And like I always say, it's going to be about the team who screws up the least those are the teams that usually move on in the tournament. Yeah. It's just a reality. And hence, you know, that's the thing. So now with Fuller out, you're going to have yeast out there playing a little bit more. You have no choice, yeah. right? 
and we and I I don't think the the Ram defensive staff have he- any hesitation in playing Quentin Lake. And I got to tell you, I was astonished by Quentin Lake's coverage abilities and how they've improved from the beginning of the year. Oh, me too. Coverage, oh, unbelievable! His technique—he has not drawn. I thought for sure he was going to be one of those guys that gets flagged all the time, but he has shown natural instincts. And listen. When your dad's Carnell Lake, it makes a lot of sense, right? You're going to be yeah. fundamentally sound. The kid's aggressive. The kid is not shy to bring it, right? He's got all the intangibles. He's got the production. He's shown it on the field. Listen, I agree. So he is going to get a lot of workload. But the bottom line is they they are perilously thin at that position at corner. They, they're going to have no choice but to have that rotation. Kendrick is going to find the field, albeit – his playing time is shrinking, thank goodness, right? But teams know that if we they can get him on the field, so you might have teams run a lot of fours, a lot of quads against the Rams. They're going to say, we want to see him on the – when he gets on the field, they're going to go right after him. Watch. They're going to go right after him. They're going to find him. You know the NFL. It's like a spotlight. They will find you. You can't hide anybody in the NFL. So, yeah, it's, it's like good – it's like the you know we talked about good Stafford, bad Stafford in his, yeah. in that first year. Hey, don't sleep on Russ East. Russ is going to be it up. It's going to be good. Good Kendrick, bad Kendrick. Which one are we going to get? Yeah. Because he can make some good plays, but he is he can get torched. So yeah, I know that it, we all know their secondary is the the weak link. I mean, even Witherspoon's getting be, getting beaten up yeah. lately. So um, yeah, man, it's got to be. How big is that Shelly injury now? Yeah, it's, well, it's not good, but I mean, was they he might react. He yeah. might. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah. I'm not sure if they did. They, uh, they deactivate. They, uh, they cut uh, Ernest Brown on his birthday. Yeah, on his birthday. <laughs> and yeah, then they, tough. they, uh, they resigned him to the practice squad. So my guess is they probably um, elevate him or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, they had to clear a spot for Shelley probably. I mean, look at guys. The secondary. At the end of the day, long story short, we talked about our players. We talked about how important they'd be. It's got to be match zone majority of the game. I think man to man, we can't we can't handle it. I don't think we can. We can't handle it. I mean, if we go man, it better be a Kello on St. Brown, like I said, and everywhere else. I don't feel good about it. So it's got to be well executed match zone. Defend your area. Once you see your you know designated zone being what they call penetrated by a pass catcher, attack them like man immediately. And we've done a solid job with that majority of the year. But that's, I think that's our best chance. We start doing this man-to-man stuff like we saw in the Giant game. We saw in the Browns game. We saw at the end of the Washington game. We start getting beat deep. And we will get beat deep if we start doing that against this Lions offense. It's just a reality. Yeah, they match zone. Match zone. Let's play discipline, smart football. Keep everything in front of you. And we'll have a way better chance. But we'll see what he wants to do. But limit, limit the bing bang. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right. We're going to end on this, guys. I want to get one very, very sort of a fringe player. Uh, does He can still be a starter, but not one of our stars on offense or defense that you know how the playoffs are, right? They all, somebody, some guy always steps up, right? So there's always some guy that comes out of the woodwork and just has a huge game. Who's going to be the unsung or the, you know, the surprise player for the Rams this week. Go ahead, Paul. I'm, I got to think about this. Uh, one for offense, one for defense? Yeah, sure. One for offense, one for defense. All right. So surprise player that comes out of the woodwork. All right. I'm going to – well, I don't know if he's a fringe player, but I'm going to say – I'm going to say Demarcus Robinson. That's a great pick. Right? I think I the stars DeMarcus. are going to do damage, yeah. but I think Robinson's going to be – easy. he's just going to be like, I'll just take the leftovers, guys. It's okay. I'll just take the leftovers and keep scoring TDs. Yeah, on, there you go. On defense, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my boy. I'm gonna stick with my boy. I'm gonna Kobe Durant. He's gonna he's gonna come up with an INT. I love I it. Hope, I hope so, man. And I think for me, I mean, I was thinking Demarcus, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tyler Higby needs to Higgs needs to have. I need he needs to attack and expose the linebackers. And look, like I like I said, Jack Campbell and Alex Anzalone, they're really great against the run. Can they defend the pass? Yeah, yeah, they're not bad at it, but that's not their strong suit. So can Higby win that middle area of the field somehow, some way, whether it's screens, tight end pops, seam routes, you know, streaks up the field, 
window curl routes, you know, getting in between the zone, finding that soft spot so Stafford can find them. That's going to be a big key, I think, and hopefully that's the case. On defense for me, man, oh, man, I mean, we're playing – it's it's a, it's a tie-ish between Bobby Brown and Michael Hoyt because they're going to be oh. important guys against the run, truthfully. Because, look, I'm not expecting those two guys to be world beaters in, in rushing the quarterback. Just truthfully, it's going to be the Donalds, Byron Youngs, and and Kobe Turner's of the world who are going to have to really eat because their line is good. They're very good against pass defense. But in the run game, those two guys are going to be important, man, because we can't stop the the thunder and lightning of Montgomery and Gibbs. We're in trouble. Straight up. You take it to the house on every carry. So can can Bobby Brown at the nose, can he just create piles and make things tough up the gut, which Montgomery is fantastic at? And then can Michael Hoyt do a good enough job to at least slow down Gibbs when he wants to bounce it to the outside and hit that 100 miles per hour speed that he's got? I think those two guys, depending on how they do against the run, is going to really dictate a ton of how the defensive day is going to go for us. So tight end, Higby. He's got to eat in the middle of the field, take advantage, and then our run stop of the edge and inside of Bobby and Michael, not not the big superstars on the starting unit. But whew, what a game it's going to be. Higby on those tight end screens, man, they better break it out of the playbook because they they can hammer Detroit all game with that. Yeah. And yeah. the seam routes. The seam routes are there on every in literally every game. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, – I feel like uh, – I'm going to give a, a a little bit of a shout out here to uh, Ronnie Rivers. I think he's going to have, have a. I think he could have a good backup game. I mean, he's not going to get a lot of carries. Obviously, it's gonna, it's the Kyron show, but um, but I, I do feel like two two. You know, if I can uh, put together a couple guys who are going to get limited snaps, two two and Ronnie. I feel like those guys are going to really somebody's going to somebody's going to have a big breakaway touchdown between i hope i hope i hope one of them does man and and tutu's gonna have a chance man i mean yeah tutu's tutu's kind of our number four right now and uh ronnie's obviously the backup running back so one of those guys um on limited snaps will have a big play and get in the spotlight a little bit the national uh spotlight and then on defense i'm gonna go with byron young you know a little bit overlooked right now um uh, in the uh in the kobe turner conversation and um, I feel like he's going to really bring it, and he's going to get to golf. I feel like they're going to the, the that offensive line is going to they're going to have to pick their poison. And obviously, it's it's Aaron Donald with the double team, and I think they're going to pay a lot more attention. You know, the Browns having a great season, they're going to pay attention to him. They got you got Kobe Durant. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kobe Turner to deal with, and I feel like Byron Young is going to get is going to get his. So, um, but good for those edges, man. They got a lot of crap beginning of this year. For for not containing and not being able to cover, you know, tight ends and and the like. But both of those guys have really come on, especially Hoyt. You know, Turner's been pretty solid, but both of those guys have really developed, and that's a good testament to the coaching staff. So, so good Tom, shout outs. Go ahead. Can you please refer to Byron Young by his Rams up name, Monster Zero? Monster, Monster Zero, Zero. That's right. I love that. And hey, we need him. We need him to sprout three heads and 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 wings and fly around the quarterback. <laughs> we need it on Sunday, man. I love. We it. need to crap thunder and shoot lightning. Yeah, we need, I we love need that. We need the dragon to come out of him, man. No. All right, real quick. Uh, let's get some score predictions. Go ahead, Paul. Thirty seventeen Rams. Thirty seventeen. I, I, I hope so. Look at man. I already put in the one missed extra point on that one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh man, I'm going. Yeah, and it wasn't two field goals, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm going. God, uh, I'm going 29, 27, dude. I'm gonna oh, also hop on that. Hop on that. Who's uh, gonna win, Ian? Oh, we got Rams, but okay. it's gonna be it's gonna be a nail biter. Like I said, guys, I just I just have a gut feeling it's gonna be one of those. Hold your breath till the till the last two minutes, and what's gonna happen? Who's gonna have the ball last? The, the missed kick's gonna factor because I I just think we're not gonna be able to stop each other on offense. I think they're gonna score plenty on us. I just have that feeling. I think we'll score plenty on them, and it's just gonna be one of those things of who screws up least and who maybe has the ball last. So I let's say yeah. twenty nine twenty seven. 
win by a couple points and we sneak out of Detroit and everyone's sad in Michigan with their old quarterbacks snatching souls. <laughs> hey, they're they're they'll be they'll be they they're in a no lose situation. They can just be happy for Stafford. <laughs> so I don't I don't um, know about the I don't know about Detroit line though. I don't know, man. They're, yeah, they, they may not the, be feeling good with their band, the Jersey band, the Detroit Rams. Um, I'm gonna go 36 31. We're gonna be up big at half and then do what the Rams do, which is allow the other teams to come back <laughs> in the second half I hope not. and make it a nail biter and. uh and the Lions are going to be coming down the field to win the game, and and the Rams defense will make a big play. Maybe it'll be, maybe it will be Kobe Durant making an interception oh, at I the end so. of the game. So I do think it's going to be a a very high scoring game. Both of these offenses are flying high, and neither of those secondaries are stopping anybody. And uh, and <laughs> with two of the best offensive minded guys in the league, and and Ben Johnson and Sean McVay. Uh, I just feel like um, I feel like it's going to be you know pulling everything out. So I'm I'm in it for a, a barn burner for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. So good stuff. On Sunday dinner with the fam and a little bit of Ramley action can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. So good stuff. So Ian, where are you going to watch this game? Are you going to go to one of the watch parties? Yeah, I'm. Uh, luckily, I'll be free by then. That was another why uh, reason why I was hoping it would be the prime time slot so I can uh, have time to rest after you know early morning work and then get my ass over somewhere. But this man, we got tons of op- options. Ramley out here, you know, we got uh, I'll name them right now. I have a list because friends are like, "What are you doing?" You know, we got Spawn Sam Demas. People are linking up with the diehard Rams Booster Club, Bar Louie and Downey. That's not too far as well. Uh, the Common Space Brewery in Hawthorne for the Mob Squad Booster Club. We nice. got the Compadres Cantina in Ontario for Rams Empire. Shout out to those crew. I partied with them before. Uh, Franks Restaurant and Sports Bar in Bellflower for Rams Republic. We got, uh, where else are we here? Calavetas for World Tour Rams. Shout out to all the homies that have partied out there with them too. Uh, who else we got here? We have Maggie's Pub for SoCal Rams. Shout out to them, the Woody or Pico guys. And then we have uh, Pete's Brew House out there in Sacramento, the 916 Booster Club. So you got okay. options, Ramley. You got options. Oh, oh and Rams World Order and San Dimas at Zendejas as well. So, yep. hey, I know most of you will not be flying to Michigan. I will not be one of those people either. Tickets were insane. I was, yeah, contempla- I, insane. I was contemplating it just to be just to be there for that experience. That's going to be a crazy wild card game. And I was like, actually, I'll maybe wait for an NSU championship possible game or something like that. But. I just named them all off. Rewind it if you need to, and we hope to see you guys there. I'll be at one of them. I'm not too sure. I got to figure out what my flow is going to be. But yeah, all those game. are listed on the uh, all those locations are listed on the on the uh, Rams official website um, under Watch Party, and uh, yeah, you can uh, check them all out there. I was uh, my uh, looking up one for my daughter down in Orange County, and it's uh, uh, the uh, in Anaheim the. Strauss Brew Pub or something like that. So, right on. Ramley keeps it cracking. Strauss Brew Pub. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, um, do, do they have any uh, Rams watch parties out in Long Island? Oh yeah, do we. Uh, there's a place out here. They already have it. Uh, I already got a couple of text messages. You coming out? But I'm gonna keep <laughs> it. In the, I'm gonna keep it in the house with the loved ones. We're gonna watch oh, it. Enough, yeah. I think we're gonna eat up a storm, uh, and we're gonna root from the. You know, listen. In tw- Probably one of my greatest memories was that 2021 run. Watched every game with the fam and that Super Bowl to have the fam right there. And you still got the pics up there on Instagram, and it was awesome. So I'm hoping we get the same thing. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, same for me. Watching with the family. So, hey, great, great job today, guys. Great uh, roundtable. And, uh, boy, I hope we're uh, (laughs) back next week talking about Rams Niners. Oh my! Uh, wait, 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 wait! Don't count out Green Bay now, man. McCarthy facing his old team. Dallas, uh, Dallas is known to blow it <laughs> games that they're supposed to win. I'm most times. counting them out. I, I know. I, I'm I, just saying. I'm just I'll saying. Uh, I, I have no problem facing. I have no problem facing the Niners in round two. I want I'm just saying. The Niners. I want the Niners. That Did you be- see Aaron Jones tearing it up? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Green no, Bay looks dangerous. Good on them, man. And yeah. Hey, hey Jordan Love, second in the league in passing touchdowns yeah. under Dak. Jordan like, Love. And, that. You know, good for well, them, man. Find we'll see, man. But hey, like I but Tom, I agree with you. I'm not I to get the Niners around too. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm ready too. So I'm just saying, but 
I'll tell you right now, that is one they do not want to see the Rams. I was I was on with Rob Stats Guerrera uh, (laughs) in that week 18, and he was saying we do not want to see the Rams. That was a team we did not expect to see. We did not want to see them. We still don't want to see them. And uh, yeah, so uh, 100%. It's not uh, it's not something that anyone over there. Um, some people admit it, other people won't, but everybody's thinking the same thing. It's the yeah. last team we want to see in the playoffs. Yeah, I know they're hoping for Detroit to win this game, and we're gonna we're gonna make Niners fans sweat. So that's we're gonna that's make the plan them sweat. Someday. Make them sweat. So all right. Hey, signing off, guys. Thanks again. It's been the Rams uh, podcast crossover edition for the playoffs against the Lions with Ian and Paul. Thanks, guys. All right, Ram Nation, bring the noise. Hell yeah, Ram Nation! I better see you at one of those uh, watch parties wherever you're at. We got we got you covered in all of California. Check out the list on Rams.com or just rewind what I was naming a little bit earlier as well. And I'll see you out there, man. And whatever your game day ritual was for winning game days, I need you to do that again. Whatever jersey you wore, whatever hat you wore, I don't care how dirty, how ugly, how stupid you think it may look. If that got you wins on your uh, game day experience, we need you to pull that out for this Sunday. All right, and. Don't forget, points up. Double barrel, baby. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.